This is the Plaza Theatre Podcast. Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll with Chloe Bertels, Matthew Ellison, Wayne Ings, Peter Moore, Diane Fippin, Claire Durham and Gemma Wilkes. Directed and edited by Georgette Ellison. Chapter 1. Down the Rabbit Hole. Alice was beginning to get very tired of sitting by her sister on the bank and of having nothing to do. Once or twice she had peeped into the book her sister was reading, but it had no pictures or conversations in it. What is the use of a book? Thought Alice. Without pictures or conversation? So she was considering in her own mind, as well as she could, for the hot day made her feel very sleepy, whether the pleasure of making a daisy chain would be worth the trouble of getting up and picking the daisies, when suddenly a white rabbit with pink eyes ran close by her. There was nothing so very remarkable in that. Nor did Alice think it so very much out of the way to hear the rabbit say to itself, Oh dear, oh dear, I shall be late. But when the rabbit actually took a watch out of its waistcoat pocket and looked at it, Alice started to her feet and she ran after it just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole under the hedge. In another moment, down went Alice after it and found herself falling down a very deep well. Either the well was very deep or she fell very slowly, for she had plenty of time as she went down to look about her and to wonder what was going to happen next. The sides of the well were filled with cupboards and bookshelves. She took down a jar from one of the shelves as she passed. It was labelled Orange Marmalade. But to her great disappointment, it was empty. Well, she did not like to drop the jar for fear of killing somebody, so managed to put it into one of the cupboards as she fell past it. Well, thought Alice to herself. Well, after such a fool as this, I shall think nothing of tumbling down the stairs. How brave they'll all think me at home. Why, I wouldn't say anything about it, even if I fell off the top of the house. Which was very likely true. Down, down, down. Would the fall never come to an end? I wonder how many miles I've fallen by this time. I must be getting somewhere near the centre of the earth. Let me see. That would be 4,000 miles down, I think. Yes, that's about the right distance. But then I wonder what latitude or longitude I've got to. Alice had no idea what latitude was, or longitude either, but thought they were nice grand words to say. I wonder if I shall go right through the earth. How funny it'll seem to come out among the people that walk with their heads downward. The antipathy, I think. She was rather glad there was no one listening this time, as it didn't sound at all the right word. But I shall have to ask them what the name of the country is. You know, please, Mum, is this New Zealand or Australia? And she tried to curtsy if she spoke. Fancy, curtsying as you're falling through the air. Do you think you could manage it? And what an ignorant little girl she'll think me for asking. No, I'll never do to ask. Perhaps I shall see it written up somewhere. She felt that she was dozing off and had just begun to dream that she was walking hand in hand with Dinah, her cat, and saying to her very earnestly, Now, Dinah, tell me the truth. Did you ever eat a bat? 
when suddenly, thump, thump, down she came upon a heap of sticks and dry leaves, and the fall was over. Alice was not a bit hurt, and she jumped up onto her feet in a moment. Before her was another long passage, and the white rabbit was still in sight, hurrying down it. Alice followed like the wind, and was just in time to hear it say as it turned a corner, Oh, my ears and whiskers, how late it's getting! When she turned the corner, the rabbit was no longer to be seen. She found herself in a long, low hall, which was lit up by a row of lamps hanging from the roof. There were doors all round the hall, but they were all locked, and when Alice had been all the way down one side and up the other, trying every door, she walked sadly down the middle, wondering how she was ever to get out again. Suddenly, she came upon a little three-legged table. There was nothing on it except a tiny golden key, and Alice's first thought was that it might belong to one of the doors of the hall, but alas, either the locks were too large or the key was too small, but at any rate it would not open any of them. However, on the second time round, she came upon a low curtain she had not noticed before, and behind it was a little door about fifteen inches high. She tried the little golden key in the lock, and to her great delight it fitted. Alice opened the door and found that it led into a small passage. She knelt down and looked along the passage into the loveliest garden you ever saw. How she longed to get out of that dark hall, but she could not even get her head through the doorway. There seemed to be no use in waiting by the little door, so she went back to the table, half hoping she might find another key on it. This time she found a little bottle on it. Which certainly was not here before. And round the neck of the bottle was a paper label, with the words, Drink Me, beautifully printed on it in large letters. It was all very well to say, Drink Me, but the wise little Alice was not going to do that in a hurry. No, I'll look first and see whether it's marked poison or not. She had never forgotten that if you drink much from a bottle marked poison, it is almost certain to disagree with you sooner or later. However, this bottle was not marked poison, so Alice ventured to taste it, and finding it very nice, she very soon finished it off. What a curious feeling! Well, I must be shutting up like a telescope! She was now only ten inches high, which meant she was now the right size for going through the little door into the lovely garden. After a while, finding that nothing more happened, she decided on going into the garden at once. But alas for poor Alice, when she got to the door, she found she had forgotten the little golden key. And when she went back to the table for it, she found she could not possibly reach it. She could see it quite plainly through the glass, and she tried her best to climb up one of the legs of the table, but it was too slippery. And when she'd tired herself out with trying, the poor little thing sat down and cried. Come, there's no use in crying like that, said Alice rather sharply. I advise you to leave off this minute. She generally gave herself very good advice. Soon her eye fell on a little glass box that was lying under the table. She opened it 
and found in it a very small cake on which the words eat me were beautifully marked in currants. Well, I'll eat it. And if it makes me grow larger, I can reach the key. And if it makes me grow smaller, well, I can creep under the door. So either way, I'll get into the garden. and I don't care which happens. She ate a little bit. Which way? Which way? Holding her hand on the top of her head to feel which way it was growing. And she was quite surprised to find that she remained the same size. Oh, to be sure, this generally happens when one eats cake. But Alice had got so much into the way of expecting nothing but out-of-the-way things to happen that it seemed quite dull and stupid for life to go on in the common way. So she set to work and very soon finished off the cake. Alice was played by Chloe Bertels, the White Rabbit was Gemma Wilkes, and the narrator was Matthew Ellison. for listening to the Plaza Theatre podcast. Although the theatre is closed, keeping the building maintained still costs money. If you've enjoyed our podcast today, please consider making a donation to keep theatre alive in Romsey. Visit plazatheatre.com for more details.